Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. So what's happening, Mr. Zach? How are you doing today, sir? Oh, man, I'm all right. Uh, Just projects. Doing projects. Getting, Getting ready for the little boy or girl. We don't know which yet. Yeah. Lots of stuff around the house that was mostly okay for the for the last year or two, you know, that suddenly is more of an emergency now. She is nesting. Yeah. Well, needs to be done anyway. Yeah, that's true. Some of it really needed to be done. 56th chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Did you get a chance to read any first or? No, I didn't. I just sat down with it for a few minutes, enough to go through my star translation. Oh, I got a podcast I want to turn you on to. Okay. It is, it's funny. My Stitcher, I'm Android all the way and my Stitcher app that I use quit working. So I had to, uh, I downloaded another app, then my Stitcher app cleaned up, you know, within a day and it started working again, but I was searching Dow podcasts. And so I found these new podcasts that have come up that I did not know about. It is called the Dow of Christ. Okay. Marshall Davis is the guy. He talks a little bit about. Taoism, but the big thing I liked about it was, and he tells his story. He started out as an atheist, then had a a Jesus experience, and switched his uh, major in college and went for religion and philosophy and became a minister. As and he's retired now, but he's been a pastor all of his adult life. And he had this experience with God a few years ago, like this instant enlightenment experience. And he did not know how to handle it. And so he went more conservative in his Christianity. And he ended up leaving the church, and retiring. And now he's gone totally to... I think he's a little right of Rob Bell. I mean, left of Rob, whichever way Rob Bell. (laughs) He's on the other side of this whole idea that we're all one. And he goes in and talks about, I just saw so many parallels in his uh, path to my path as far as, you know, you start out believing this and then you realize that, you know, you've got all this, self there and there's no real life there there's this form of godliness but there's no power you know i think that's a bible verse yeah, uh, we have a form of godliness but den- they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof mm-hmm. um, we have this form and that's what happened to me when i started with my alcoholism There was a form there, but there was no power to help me. I I could not. Some people can, which is great, but I could not access God 
through my Christianity for my alcoholism. Just didn't work. I prayed my most sincere prayers at that time, but they didn't get answered. And it took AA for me to see why. It's because I was asking God to help me with something instead of surrendering. And once I surrendered, then God could help me. I think all those are just paths to this uh, life of love that we're looking for. No matter if it's all these Christian paths or some other religious path or the Zen path or any of these. So I would recommend going. And well, he did a version. He wrote several books. Marshall Davis is this guy's name. And he wrote the podcast again. The Tao of Christ. Okay. And it's got one of those medieval Jesus pictures as the logo. But uh, yeah, he he wrote a book, uh, his version of the Pilgrim's Progress, but from a Christian point of view of, of navigating Christianity. You know, he's got the, the campus crusader who leads him to God. Then he, you know, he goes through the whole thing as part of this pilgrim's progress. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read that book, but, uh, it's been quite a while. Well, he does his version. So it's kind of interesting because, uh, uh, I'm, I'm halfway through actually on the podcast, he reads portions of the book. I mean, he may read the whole thing, his whole version of that, but, uh, he's several podcasts in he's, he's reading that. So, um, I even emailed him and thanked him for doing the podcast. And he emailed back and said, I didn't mention anything we did. I, I don't like doing that. So, but I just told him I appreciated what he was doing. Yeah. And uh, he, he emailed back. It was good to hear, you know, from someone, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, a lot of times on these podcasts, you hear from hardly no one. And you don't know. You see download numbers. And you say, wow, people are downloading this. But you really don't hear a lot. Occasionally, I'll hear from someone that, you know, hey, they like this or, you know, whatever. And we'll see some uh, um, some reviews. And we get pretty good reviews, so that's good. Uh, but it's always good to hear from folks. 56. Anything else you need to talk about other than this today, or are you good? I'm good. Okay. 56. You want me to read one? Yeah, go ahead. Those who know do not talk. Those who talk do not know. Keep your mouth closed. Guard your senses. Temper your sharpness. Simplify your problems. Mask your brightness. Be at one with the dull, with the dust of the earth. This is primal union. He who has achieved this state is unconcerned with friends and enemies, with good and harm with honor and disgrace. This, therefore, is the highest state of man. Those who know don't talk. Those who talk don't know. Close your mouth. Block off your senses. Blunt your sharpness. Untie your knots. Soften your glare. Settle your dust. This is the primal identity. Be like the Tao. It can't be approached or withdrawn from, benefited or harmed, honored or brought into disgrace. It gives itself up continually. That is why it endures. 
Those who know do not talk. Those who talk do not know. Stop talking. Meditate in silence. Blunt your sharpness. Release your worries. Harmonize your inner light and become one with the dust. Doing this is called, doing this is the, called the dark and mysterious identity. Those who have achieved the mysterious identity cannot be approached and they cannot be alienated. They cannot be benefited nor harmed. They cannot be made noble nor to suffer disgrace. This makes them the most noble of all under the heavens. Those who know don't talk. Those who talk don't know. Shut your mouth. Be still. Relax. Let go of your worries. Stay out of the spotlight. Be at one with the world and get right with the Tao. If you get right with the Tao, you won't be worried about praise or scorn, about winning or losing, about honor or disgrace. That's the way to be. Then the star translation, I'm going to read it. One who speaks does not know. One who knows does not speak. Shut the mouth, close the gates, blunt the sharpness, loosen the knots, temper the glare. Become one with the dust of the world. This is called the secret embrace. The one who knows this secret is not moved by attachment or aversion, swayed by profit or loss, nor touched by honor or disgrace. He is far beyond the cares of men and yet comes to hold the dearest place in their hearts. The secret embrace. But this was interesting. The Tao can't be approached or withdrawn from yeah i'd never seen that before like this is this is probably the first time that like all four translations have had the exact same version of the first couple of lines yeah yeah those who know don't talk those who talk don't know makes you makes you feel like you're talking too much sometimes This is what uh, Stephen Mitchell's notes say about the 56th chapter. Okay. Those who who know don't talk. They don't talk for the sake of talking or to prove something or to display themselves. They talk only if it's appropriate and if they feel like talking. Those who talk don't know. This is ignorance, not the openness of not knowing. Did you – I did the – translation uh, of this and there wasn't a lot here that I really that that I like this where he says shut the mouth or put a close close your mouth this says shut secure secure the mouth close the senses so it's almost like bridle the tongue. That same idea yeah. of, of bridling the tongue, of watching what you say. And it's interesting, too, how this says that this is the primal union. In other words, it said that uh, the secret embrace so if we're doing these things that we're not moved really by anything, 
We're not swayed or moved or touched by anything. So it really looks like this is the goal, is to do these uh, five things, six things, which would be secure your mouth, watch the tongue, would be the first one. Close the gates would be the second, which the third translation translates that as meditate in silence, be still, relax. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like those that second part there after those who talk do not know that about close your mouth, block off your senses, blunt your sharpness, untie your knots, soften your glare, settle your dust. All of that sounds like pretty straightforward, like meditation type stuff. Yeah. Be still, relax, blunt your sharpness. Hogan says that means let go of your worries. Blunt your sharpness. I like the, well, the phrase too, set, I like settle your dust because... It, it makes me think of the, um, what was the, uh, you know, the, the, the analogy with the water and, uh, you know, the, the mud settling to the bottom of the water. Um, there's, you know, that kind of idea because you can't really settle dust. You know what I mean? You can't, there's, you can't do that to it. You can't, uh, you can't just put every little piece of dust in a settled place. The only way to settle dust is to wait for it to settle, you know. And there's some other translations of that, Zach, that I thought was good. A possible translation of that is to become one with the turmoil. So okay. you could you could translate that as the dusty world or worldly lowest turmoil. Mm-hmm. So, really, that's another aspect of meditation for me or how to handle situations. You know, we're taught to become one with what's going on, not to resist, not to fight, right? Right. Maybe, maybe, huh, maybe all of these are a, uh, might apply to meditation. I hadn't thought about this. Be at one with the world is how Hogan did that one. Mm -hmm. So blunting your sharpness would be stay out of the spotlight. Soften the glare would be settling the dust would be be at one with the world. So become one with the dust of the world. Well, the way you would, if you're talking, like you said, if you're talking about something, that's that's no resistance, no fight. So we close our mouth, we bridle our tongue, we learn to be still and relaxed, we let go of our worries, we stay out of the spotlight, and all of that progression helps us to be one with the world, stop our resistance. That really is a path to Wu Wei, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Huh. That's good. 
this is really a, a step by step of how to uh, how to just walk in peace. Really, how to do the Tao, right? Because it says as a result of those things, you would be like the Tao, which can't be approached or withdrawn from, benefited or harmed, honored or disgraced. It cannot be made normal nor to suffer disgrace. This makes them the most noble of all. I like that that little phrase there, the be like the Tao. It can't be approached or withdrawn from. It, it makes me think about like, you know, in Christianity and church, everybody used to talk about the will of God, you know, and it, the way that it was talked about was this, uh, you know, it, you were either, you were either in the will of God or you weren't in the will of God. And everybody was freaked out about, you know, which side of that line they were on, you know, and, and you, you spent a lot of, spent a lot of time worrying about whether you were in the will of God or not. And you had to, you know, you had to pay a lot of attention to it and a lot of, uh, you just, you just worried about it a lot, you know, or at least for me, I mean, it, it caused, it was, it was like anxiety to the point of worrying about like normal things, you know, do I go over here? Do I go over there? Like, like if I picked one or the other, then I was going to be out of the will of God, you know, turn right, no left, right, no left. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, you know, I mean, it could be anything, but whatever it was, you know, just, yeah. we thought it was so fragile, you know, and this is saying there's nothing fragile about the Tao, you know, yeah, you can't approach it. I can't, you can't walk up to it. And, uh, you know, or you can you withdraw from it. Yeah, exactly. So far beyond your control. When we thought everything was under our control. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thought, you know, like if I do this, I'm not in the will of God anymore. Or if I do this, I am in the will of God. But this seems to be. You know, the will of, I mean, the Tao, God, is, you can't get out of it, you know? You can't Every step is on the path, right? Yeah, it's like this, like the will of God or God or the Tao is more, it's bigger than my ability to choose whether or not I'm in it. Yes. Everything is as it should be. So I'm a Christian friends this morning. I told them to have a great day in spite of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know, I did not believe in Providence when years ago, I thought that my life, my fate was the fate I made through my belief and through faith and through following God, you know, then I moved from that to 
when I when I got into AA and started looking and dug deep into biblical stuff instead of just believing what I was told, I started seeing providence. Started seeing that things were as they should be, and that you know there wasn't as much good and bad as I thought. It just is, you know, and I can't identify something as good or bad because I don't I don't have all the information i have very little of the information even though i think i have it all right and then i started studying the dow and now i see providence in the dow yeah that that this path that we're on is so gracious and so full of love because it says here i like the way mitchell says this that the reason why this the i think the path into learning how to temper your tongue and to relax and to let go of your worries and to stay out of the spotlight, stay humble with what you're doing and to be at one with the world is by giving yourself up continually. Cause that's, that's what uh, Mitchell says here. It gives itself talking about the doubt up continually. That's why it endures. So the path is back to service again. It's back to what I can do for you instead of what you can do for me. Yeah. And maybe the progression of this from moving from that having to doing to being, you know, which is our progression. Maybe it starts with us learning to bridle our tongue, learning to be still and relax, you know, just shut up and pay the man, you know, quit the complaining, you know. Maybe it starts with just that. Maybe letting someone have the right to be wrong, you know, like I like to do when I when people are bothering me and name them. So I'll give 10 people, sometimes 10, sometimes five, the right to be wrong. You're number one, you're number two, you're number three, you know. That helps me to shut my mouth and not to complain. Letting go of my worries, staying out of the spotlight. Then when I start that, the next progression was being at one with the world because that seems to be, you know, we used to think it was just a body of Christ, us four and no more. Now we realize it's all of us, right? Like we were talking about with the guy riding my ass the other day. Hmm, I'm riding close to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're aggravated, aren't we? Yes, we are. You know, that kind of a thing. Hey, they've got a new Matrix coming out next year, I think. Yeah, I think we talked about their, I well, somebody told me they were doing a reboot or something. Well, no, they're doing a new movie. Oh, okay. So it's not I a think. reboot. It's just a... I think it's a new movie. I don't know. I got to look. I, I saw it on the on my Cody. It had it up for coming in, you know, whenever. You know, it had it already up, so... Maybe maybe it's just a reboot. I need to look at that. I thought they were doing a new one, but it may not be. But, uh, I haven't researched it. I watched them the other day again, or the second one. But, yeah, uh, yeah, this giving ourselves up continually seems to be the key. That's the action. I have to yeah. give myself up to keep my mouth shut when I know the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't talk. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of ego in that statement, you know, the the giving yourself up. That that, that is the self that's being given given up is the ego. The this 
you know, concept of I and me and mine that, um, the idea that, you know, that if you don't assert your rightness, then, then, uh, you've lost something, you know? Yeah. I used to spend every conversation proving that I was right. Just giving that up, not having to prove anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, if you can, and I'm not saying this like I've mastered it by any means, but if you can figure out a way to like really listen when people are talking instead of like waiting for them to stop talking so you can prove how you, you know, prove your point. It's a, you know, things start, it start to open up, you know, it starts to feel like, uh, I don't know. It's, you know, it's like the, it's a bigger world. There's less, there's less pressure to, uh, it feels like less pressure on yourself. You know, you don't, you don't have something to prove. You don't have, uh, if you don't, if you don't have to, if you don't have to be right, then you're not anxious about being right all the time. You know, if your identity don't have to be right, someone doesn't have to be wrong. Right. Yeah. That's, that's part of, I think that is part of number five about being one with the world, because when you're at one, you're not dividing, you're not divisive because you're not divisive against yourself. I mean, you're not right and wrong. Or are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, exactly. Huh, that's good. So as I learn to give myself up in conversation, then I learn I can keep my mouth shut. I can honor them instead of uh, having everything to honor me. I can be still and relax when I know that the Tao can't be approached or withdrawn from it's not up to me to make it happen. I can let go of my worries when I'm able to know that God's going to take care of me regardless, which I can see through gratitude because it's happened before. So it's going to happen again. I can be humble. I don't have to be in the spotlight if I know that I'm not, the, that everything's a gift. I can be one with people when I'm not competing with them, when I realize they are me and I am them. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. But it comes back to that action of, for me, it comes back to that action of how can I, what can I do for you instead of what what can I make you do for me? <laughs> yeah. You know, it just comes back to that every time. What would benefit them? Okay, well, let's talk about this. Where would you like to go eat? What would you like to listen to? I just did a little vacation with my wife. And I'm amazed how I enjoy myself when I make everything about her. Why is that? It looks like I would enjoy it much more if I made everything about me. I booked the room she wanted. We ate where she wanted to eat. We did what she wanted to do. And I was real happy. And I don't understand that. I don't understand why that is. Had a great vacation, enjoyed herself. She got a promotion while we were gone. Oh, 
they got back and they a lady's retiring and they're promoting her and giving her more money. And I'm like, right. wow, we should uh, go on vacation more often. <laughs> Maybe so. And she got a job first of the year that doubled her pay. And this one brought it up another 50%. Oh, wow. 50% more uh, than what she made on the old job. Right. So not 50% more of what she's making, but a lot more. So I was amazed. Let's the only problem is every time she gets a raise and start, now she's got a position. Now oh, she expects yeah. more out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it does come back to this giving of ourselves. And that, w- that when we're in this place of giving, that we cannot be benefited or harmed. We can't be made noble or suffer disgrace. This makes them the most noble of all under the heavens. It makes us the most noble when we're not pursuing it. Yeah. How many times have you seen someone honored when they weren't seeking honor? The ones that you usually honor the most are the ones that aren't after the honor. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, yeah. Man, that's good stuff. You have anything to add to that or is that a good, good for you? Yeah, that's, that's good for me. There's a lot of good stuff in there. A couple of notes from Derek Lynn on this was for the knots, untying the knots. He says it's the complexity of personal relationships. And my translation, the do-it-yourself translation star, Mm -hmm. is resolving your problems or your complications. So you've got that for the untying the knots. Mental, do what? I like the uh, for the first translation says simplify your problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Simplify your problems. Then the next one, he's got mental brilliance. Be humble for the mask your brightness or soften your glare. Harmonize your inner light. Stay out of the spotlight. He's got be humble for that. Then the next one, he says, is talking about the material world. Be in the world, but not part of it. When he's talking about the dust, be at one with the dust of the earth. That's what he says that he thinks that means. Uh, Yeah, I like that section in all four verses or all four translations. I think. You know, we were saying it it works pretty good as um, the description of meditation, you know. But we're also, you know, we've talked about how meditation itself is like this parallel or microcosm of, you know, regular life, you know, that they're not two separate things. And uh, I think like though, like this that part of each verse works pretty well as uh, you know, you, you could apply it to meditation or you could apply it to your regular everyday life. Um, yeah. 
I think that's good, Zach, because you're right. Meditation is really just my example of how to behave all the time. That's my trainer for the rest of my time. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Like step one of meditation, you know, close your mouth, stop talking. Step uh, step two, uh, block off your senses, meditate in silence, blunt your sharpness, untie your knots. Let go of your worries. Be humble as your life starts to change. Don't brag about how long you're meditating. Check. <laughs> I remember the first time I meditated for several hours, I wanted to tell everyone. I said, wow, I meditated. <laughs> and I got so many opportunities and I had to just bite, almost bite my tongue. You know, I wanted to figure out a way to let them know I meditated X number of hours that day. Woo-hoo. And I went, it was a, it was on a Friday that we were going to dinner with some of the people in AA. We go to a Friday, we used to go to a Friday night dinner. And I got mad at one of the guys, one of the guys aggravated me after I'd been meditating most of the day. And I was like, there's something wrong here. <laughs> I, said, I said, I don't think I want anyone to know how long I meditated day after I got aggravated. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I would be perfect after meditating for that long, you know? Do I? Your whole life is solved. You've meditated for an hour. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, you know. I'm still trying to figure out how to stop snoring while I meditate. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep your back straight. Mm. Get that crick out of your neck. Yeah. That really is how we learn to be at one. And stop the resistance, stop the fight. It's interesting, the, you know, the Zen idea behind that is when we let go of self through meditation, through long sitting and time, all that's left is compassion, which is the same thing he's saying here, that the Tao gives itself up continually, compassion. Hmm. That's good. Thank you. Anything else, sir? No, I don't think so. Well, thanks, Zach. Have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.